and welcome to Romancing the Amazon. I'm Melody. I'm Zoe. And I'm Elizabeth. This week we're doing something a little bit different. We are going to intro our next themed month. And since we're heading into December, we figured we would do a Christmas slash winter holiday theme. Um, So we're just going to go into some detail about what we look for in holiday-themed romance novels, uh, some of the tropes that we expect to see, and yeah, that's basically it. Who wants to get started? So what do you guys think makes something a holiday romance rather than just a romance novel that happens to have a couple of Christmas scenes in it? Uh, being set during the holiday, like on purpose, where all the action takes place at a holiday gathering or over um, a week-long Christmas party at the manor house or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something where the holiday itself is pivotal to some plot points. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. It needs to matter for the plot's sake. And I also feel like it kind of needs to have the the feel of the holiday, right? Like a Christmas holiday romance needs to feel like cozy and... Like a Hallmark movie? Yeah, Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Yeah, I like my Christmas romances to include snow, even if snow is not actually a usual part of my Christmases. (laughs) Exactly. You know, we all live in the South and we don't get snow at Christmas. But when I'm reading about it, I expect snow at Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) True. True. Unless it's set in Australia. And then I just want summertime. (laughs) Yeah. Then I want all the details about why Christmas is different in Australia because it's summer. And, you know, kangaroos and Santa hats or something. Yep. So have you guys read many holiday-themed romance novels? I have read a holiday romance before. Not a lot, though. It's not a genre I tend to seek out. No. Usually, I feel like when I read it, it's part of something more. So maybe like an ongoing series will have a book set at the holidays that then becomes a holiday romance or Mm -hmm. a novella. Those are actually pretty common in you know, ongoing romance series or even like an urban fantasy or or a mystery where you have like the holiday short story or the holiday novella as part of kind of the ongoing series. Those Um, are probably the ones that I'm most familiar with. I can't right off the bat, at least think of any full length holiday novels that I've read. I've read some. Usually it's not something I seek out, but like if it's an author I like and I'm going through their backstory and they have a holiday romance, I might pick it up. Yeah, that makes sense. I have not read uh, Christmas specific romance novels. I think I tend to steer pretty clear of them in general because my first thought is Hallmark movie, cheesy, sappy romance that, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, a lot of them do tend to be pretty sappy. They won't have quite the level of angst that traditional romance might. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But that's also one of their joys, is that it's a light read just for fun, and you get the holiday spirit. (laughs) So if that's what you're looking for, then they're great. perfect. Mm -hmm. But if you know that's not what you want, then absolutely avoid them, because it is a little higher on, like, 
not necessarily the cheese factor, but, you know, <laughs> it's definitely on the sappier side of things. Yeah, yeah thanks. Also, I wonder... I think I probably don't read very much around the holidays because until last year, I had been living out of state. So there was traveling involved in the holidays and cramming in two Christmases at least and just go, go, go all the time. And so reading falls by the wayside. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to read a holiday romance outside of the holidays because I'm just not that kind of person. (laughs) But that might explain yeah, well, why. My mood, my reading is totally mood-based, right? Like you're in the mood for a mystery or you're in the mood for a romance. And so the mood for holiday romances does not strike outside of the wintertime usually. It's like leading up to Christmas that I want to read Christmas romances. Yeah. Um, it's very or rare to, if know, it does happen to summer. snow. Or if it does happen to snow. Yeah, something yep. that like, be like makes you okay. think of Christmas. I can handle it now. Yep. <laughs> Okay, well, what are some of the tropes that you guys expect to see in a holiday romance? Ooh, so, one of my favorites uh, is uh, snowed in together. Yeah. So oh, I love snowed in together. Yep. They may be snowed in with other people as well, but usually the ones that I prefer, they get snowed in at like this lonely cabin somewhere. Of course. Unexpectedly together. And they're usually enemies to lovers as yeah. well, mm-hmm. but not always. I love that one. Yep. Um, learning the meaning of Christmas is a big one. <laughs> yeah, that makes where sense. One of the characters is really jaded about Christmas and then they find meaning in it in the course of the book and getting to know whoever their romantic interest is. Um, yeah. And frequently tied in with that is either A, going back to your old hometown mm-hmm. or the city person goes to a small town for some reason. Yeah. Like yeah. Reevaluating their life. Uh-huh. True state. Oh, I remember one. Um, it's kind of one character is the Grinch and the other just loves Christmas or any holiday, really, but especially Christmas and has all the Christmas spirit and kind of teaches the Grinch how to live life and enjoy the holidays, yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> I think I will be on the lookout for the fake fiance storyline. Oh, oh, yes. Where you have to bring a fake significant other home for the holidays. Exactly. Been, oh, yeah. That your is family's been one. pressuring you or you want to avoid an ex or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yep. Much along the same lines as I need a date to my friend's wedding. Exactly. Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. We see a lot of uh, young children with single parents. In the holiday romance yes. category. Mm-hmm. Because kids are who can really teach you the joys of Christmas. That's right. Yes. <laughs> of Christmas. Fair amount of friends to lovers as well. Mm-hmm. And I have seen the occasional hurt comfort, but it's usually like someone's come down with the flu or a really bad cold and they're snowed in together. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be snowed in together. Yeah, otherwise, why would the uh, other person stay to take care of you? Duh. (laughs) Not because they love you or anything. (laughs) Not at the beginning of the book. Exactly. (laughs) 
the things that you like about holiday romances or that you don't. I don't like that they tend to be cheesier. And honestly, Mm -hmm. I don't love a single parent storyline. Yeah. I like a little mystery thrown in. Yeah. Yeah. But I almost always like that. So I don't know if that's specific to holiday romances. But it's something you like that can apply to holiday romances. Yeah. Well, I'm with Melody in that there's a level of sappiness that frequently comes up in holiday romances that I'm not as big a fan of, which I think is probably why I'm drawn to, I like the novellas so much because it's just like bite-sized pieces. So you get a little bit of that Christmas wonder, but it doesn't go overboard with it. Uh I don't mind the, like the parade of single parent romances within holiday romances. I actually like that one a lot and snowed in together is fabulous, but I get annoyed with the city person going back to the hometown Yeah. There's only so many times I can watch someone learn about the true meaning of Christmas before I'm like, okay, I'm ready for something else. (laughs) I think I would prefer to read a city person goes back to a small hometown over a single parent, unless it's really well done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kids in romance novels always have to be well done. And that's definitely a hit or miss thing, depending on how the author does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because kids either add a whole lot to the story or you're like, why is this child here? They aren't really necessary. <sighs> well, it's also interesting because depending on holiday romance kind of touches on other genres. And depending on which one it leans toward, you get different things. Like if it's a contemporary romance that's a holiday romance, you're going to see very different things than like a historical romance that's a holiday romance, right? Because you're definitely going to get more of the city person goes to a their old hometown in, you know, a contemporary story. But in a historical story, you're going to see more of the, oh, they were all snowed in at the manor house type of stuff. Yeah. I might like historical holiday romance is better than I generally like historical romance. Oh, yes. That's what I want. I want a ball. I want oh, a Christmas ooh, ball. A Christmas yes. ball. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking Regency or something around yeah, that time. There's some good stuff in that. And there are a lot of uh, historical romance authors who have either Christmas standalone stories. holiday romances or um, like Christmas novellas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What would your ideal holiday romance look like? Like, if you could have all of the tropes you wanted, what would it be? I mean, I would probably go with they went to someone's historical romance where they all go to someone's house party for the Christmas ball and then they get (laughs) snowed in. Oh, definitely the snowed in still. I mean, that I think that was a big one for all of us. Yeah, Um, that's a good one. I don't know. I'm leaning way towards the mystery here because I love those house parties mystery is great where there's a mystery. mystery is a genre that often sets things at christmas and makes it work really well yeah but but if it, if i want it to be a romance then the mystery has to be secondary, secondary. yeah yeah mm-hmm. has to take a back seat to the romance so in that case i might like an established couple who's who've been having issues or something and mm-hmm. they rediscover their love for each other in this mystery setting 
Snowden, Snowden. <laughs> a bunch of people. I love it. I would read that too. Hmm. This is a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, your answer might be different tomorrow. Uh huh. Oh yeah. I want something funny. So I want a Christmas party and games and hijinks and dancing. And then I don't know where I would go from there. <gasps> I thought of a second option. Maybe this one would work for you, Dee. Uh, a Christmas heist. Ooh. Romance. You might have to write that one, Zoe, because I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> I've never come across a Christmas heist, but now I really want to see one. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. I mean, I don't know what you'd be heisting at Christmas. What you'd be heisting? (laughs) um, There is the ever popular, like the big toy for the season. There's only like one left. And so two people are fighting over it. I've seen that a couple times. You could definitely do. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Cruz did one. She did. I think she did. It was a short story. Santa Uh. Baby. Oh, yeah. Well, I love me some Jennifer Cruzy. Mm-hmm. Zoe, something you said sparked my imagination. hmm Oh, you know, we could go a totally different way with all of this because of the naughty and nice list of Santas. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. oh, I'm sure there have been many, many <laughs> naughty, naughty <laughs> romance novels based mm-hmm. around Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing the cover and it has a half naked man, of course, chiseled abs, and he's huh. in black and white, but he's got a Santa hat on and that's okay. red. And it's kind of, you a can Santa see his whole on his head. Yes, on else? his head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, wouldn't object to elsewhere either, but that, that comes with kind of a different connotation. <laughs> All right, it's that time. Zoe, what will we be reading next week? We'll be reading He's Behind You by Claire London. Last Christmas, Francis had a promising acting career and a budding romance with Duncan. This Christmas, it seems he's lost it all. When his mom persuades him to help her with the annual village production, he's drawn back into the wacky world of amateur pantomime. This year's production has all kinds of new twists. The village players are eccentric, although enthusiastic, and Francis isn't sure he ever saw himself as a director. And what his mother also didn't tell him was he'd be working with Duncan by his side. But if he can cope with charity shop costumes, squabbling characters, cross-dressing, and all the corny jokes, can he also believe in the show's magical triumph of good over bad and win a second chance with Duncan? After all, in pantomime, everyone gets their wish granted in the end. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.